Um, all right, so we just wasted 10 minutes having a personal conversation that won't be aired, so we'll start now. <laughs> um, okay. Hey, everybody, all you little philosophers out there, welcome to another episode of The Fake Philosophers. Uh, I am one Thank of your you. hosts, Mike. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I'm Mitch. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mike is married. Got married, yep. Yeah. Ring it. I I talked I talked about you last week when I was all alone and uh, oh. I was uh, reflecting on it. Didn't reflect very much about it. I was like I got bored thinking about you and started talking about myself most of the time. So that's I think what uh, my la- my lady did during her speech is the same thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So well, we, hold on. I want to talk. We'll, we'll talk about ahead. the wedding first. A happy story the last day. Cause sometimes we get real cynical. Before so, we talk about the wedding, let's talk about a happy story. Well, no, anytime <laughs> we always bring up cynical shit, so I'm like, wait, hold on, because this just happened, and literally as we started the recording that no one will hear, I got, okay. I got breaking news on the story. Um, oh. So last night, um, one of my sisters in Rancho um, texts the family, like a group text, saying, like, I found this, this dog's in our backyard. Sweetheart dog. But, like, he can't stay here, because, like, the dog she has is, like, a male who's very, like, uh, what is it, um... Rated. territorial oh and so she's like they'll either fight like he's either trying to jump this dog or he's gonna piss everywhere like i can't keep him but like he's a sweetheart i just can't keep him my other oh, sister in yeah. rancho was like she owns two pits and they're both female and this dog kind of looked like a pit like a pit mix and she's like <laughs> i can't keep him i would but i can't keep him because i have two pits and they're women they're girls and this pit's a male, and he's clearly young. Like that does not—it's not a good combination. So I was like, I, mean, I don't know. It kind of—it kind of sounds like you and your sisters. Yeah, except I'm not a dog who might hump them. Oh yeah. Ah, my mom's from Alabama. Um. Yeah. So <laughs> I yeah. So I live like 30 minutes away, and like, uh, I'll say Erica. I've never really said her name on on air, just in case. But Erica and I were kind of. Going through, like, gifts, fixing shit, putting around the house. And we had been drinking, so I was like, check it out. If, <laughs> I was like, if one of you want to drive here, I'll take the dog for a couple days. No! And so, they're like, okay. And so, Erica's parents' dog has already, like, attacked me a few times. Cause it's like a, uh, a rescue dog that's, like, has fucking trauma. We think I look like the person who beat the shit out of him. Oh. So then my mom's like... Was that, was, that, was that the dog I met at, the mic- at No Clue that one time? No, Erica's parents never brought a dog to No Clue. You 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 had a dog for a while a bl- that you brought you- the lab. Yeah, yeah, I know that that dog is that dog has passed. Oh, oh, okay. Anyway, no, so um, so my mom texts me. She's like, "Hey, this is clearly like at least like part pit, and if it's like a rescue, like you already have a history of a rescue dog attacking you, like this could be a bad news." And so, like, even my sisters were like, no, like, he's a sweetheart, because my second sister actually picked him up. She's like, he's a sweetheart, you played with my kid. Like, this is the, one of the <laughs> nicest fucking dogs. So my sister drove all the way out here. She, she kind of hung out with us for, like, 20 to 30 minutes to make sure this dog wasn't a fucking psycho. Yeah. And so the dog was a sweetheart, got along, wanted to do nothing but play fetch, like, to, an, to a fault. This dog was wow. would literally bring the ball up to you and, like, drop it in front of you. And if you didn't Whoa. pick it up, he would pick it up and, like, drop it again. Like, let's fucking Whoa. do this. Really, yeah. really nice dog. So once we were comfortable with it, Beth, my sister, left. And so he's chilling. And then like half an hour after she leaves, 
my other sister hits us up say, hey, I found, because I guess there's a, a website where you can like post or an app where you can post like lost dogs. And like mm-hmm. a lot of people are on it. And so one person responded and they gave us a name and it didn't, the, the dog didn't respond really to it. And it was whatever. And so then later, so that, no, that happened when my sister was still with us. When she left, like 30 minutes later, she hit again. She goes, hey, look at this photo. And it was two of them. And one of them looked exactly like him. And I was like, oh, I think that's him. And she's like, his name okay. is Nash. Try Nash. And I mean, I just said Nash out loud. And he like looked over like, huh? Well, we oh, fucking got shit. him. We got him. Cool. Yeah. So she gave me the guy's number and I, I called him and I was like, hey, yeah. So I'm in his, I'm in Azusa. A little far. I was like, I'm not going to drive him back right now. But like I can keep him overnight and I can bring him back. Pretty much he's right down the street from the first sister. I he gave me his address. I know where it yeah, is. Yeah. And I was like I was okay. like my, my bar's right around the corner. Like I could just drive and drop him up in the morning. He's like, Yeah, cool. If you don't mind, like are you are you okay with that? And I was like, Yeah, it's fine. And he was like, Okay, yeah, because if you saw the photo, there was two of them that got out. Um and so pretty much I guess what he said was they have like the GPS callers. So he took the GPS callers off to charge. And they, they left the house to go to a movie. They came back, and the door was pushed open. So they don't know what happened, but the dogs got out. And I was like, oh, it's a bummer. He's like, yeah, so if you don't mind, if you could watch him tonight, so that way we can just go look for the other dog. And I was like, great. That's fine. And this dog, if if the owner, we did not find the owner, I would have fucking kept this dog. This dog was a fucking sweetheart. Like, yeah. he, he, um, he jumped up on the couch with me. He was just fucking cuddling. He was playing with his ball the whole time. And then so... <laughs> Early this morning, he was like, cause I, for my old dog, I have a bed. He slept on the, the dog bed. And this morning, he woke up before us with his fucking ball, threw the ball in the bed, like wanting us to throw it to him. And when Aww. we and when we didn't, he like kind of jumped front paws up and like grabbed the ball yeah. and threw it at us again. And I was like, get the fuck wow. out of here, dude. And so then he finally just jumped up on the bed and came and started cuddling up on Erica. No. So he was just like adorable. And then um, Erica took him out to use the restroom because she gets up first. And then brought him back, and he just jumped up on the bed with me and was just, like, my dog, I'm not sure if you heard a dog, but, like, my dog used to, like, if I was sleeping and she wanted to go out, she yeah. would come and fucking wake me up. Oh, yeah. Or, or, or do something. This dog was chilling. He was not even trying to get up. He was chilling the entire time. Um, and so, I finally, I got up, and I just kind of was like, hey, I went to go use the restroom. I was like, um, stay? And he was like, okay, and just kind of laid down. So, I used the restroom, brushed <laughs> my teeth, did everything, didn't move a muscle. And I was like... So, dude, I wish the owner never found him. This is like an already trained dog. Yeah. I was like, this would be perfect. But anyway, so. <laughs> He's done all the work. <laughs> yeah. It would have been perfect. Like, this dog is amazing. Even even Erica was, like, sad to see him go. We were like, oh, and it was less than 12 hours that we had. It's like you got, you got like, John Wick vibes, you know, in the first act of <laughs> yeah. John Wick, where it's like. That was great. All right, dog, stay. And the dog stayed, and, you know, it was good. It was great. And so, then, yeah, so was, did. did did the Russians kill it? Was that the update or what? That was the update. No. Um, so I took it back this morning and um, the guy, I talked to him briefly and he's like, was there any trouble? I was like, nah, like he was cool. And he's like, he, he was adorable. Like jumped up on the bed, cuddled with us. I was like, he was, ama- he was an amazing dog. And I was like, have you found the other one yet? And he's like, not yet. He's like, I, I might drive around and look around again. But like, you know, at this point, what can I do? Just keep driving around. Like that's kind of, mm. I was like, yeah, I feel you. So, you know. I left, went to work, and then just before we started, my sister texted me again, and somebody found the other dog. So, heartwarming story. Yay! Dogs found. Good. Oh. Yeah. Yay! You're little. You're little running with someone else's life, you know, and it was good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was awesome. That dog was amazing. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Does it? So, are you, are you guys thinking about getting a dog? So we're thinking about it. We really want one just right now. Like it's, uh, what's the term? Uh, 
don't I forgot the fuck. We both have jobs where like we can't work from home. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of it'd be really difficult if we had a dog that wasn't yeah. trained. And then we would have to like leave it by itself, either in a, tr- a crate or in a cage. And so I don't, I know she's thinking about getting a, a job where she works from home. And if that's the case, we'll probably get a dog pretty quick. Sweet. Yeah. But until then, it'd be fucking horrible to crate train a dog where it's in the crate for like seven hours, eight hours a day. Yeah. That's a bummer. Be, be yeah. Fucked up. So until then, we're, we're, we're probably going to be getting a cat or a couple. Of cats. I want, I want two cats. Um, mm-hmm. But we might, we might, we're definitely going to at least get a cat in the next month or two here. Um, low maintenance. Yeah. yeah low maintenance. And I wanted to get two so they keep each other company while sure. we're working. I would really want a dog. I'm, I like, you know, I love both, but I prefer dogs. I do too. Um, but I, I don't want to get a dog without a yard. And it's like, okay, There's well, that. we're in an apartment. So that's There's like, that. you know, it, it, I mean, if I rescued a dog, I'm already giving it a better life. It would have had whatever, but it, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are some dogs, depending on what kind of dogs you want. Like, there are some dogs that are actually really good in apartments and by themselves. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I, I like bigger dogs. Like, I Same. like, you know. So, and that's why I'd be like, it'd be great to get like, and, you know, I want like, you know, a husky or my favorite dog is a Bernie's Mountain Hound. Um, and uh, they're really furry. And it's just like, nah, they need a yard and they need a cool big yard to run in. And sure. anyway, that's what I know. But that's coming up. Yeah, she kind of she's always liked German shepherds, and you've seen our yard. Like yeah. it's not a it's not a we have a yard, but still like a German shepherd. You kind of right, need to give yeah. them space to run, and we don't have that. Our yard is small. You do have the square footage, though. I mean, I know you you don't have the biggest yard, but you have a pretty big house, and that combined could give it a lot of room. Maybe I I still think it's workable, but I know she grew up with German shepherds, so she's the one saying like, "No, nah, I don't think it'll work." But I think we compromise. Oh, okay. So I I love labs. Yeah. So yeah. I think we would probably get a lab because it's easy, easy to train, really nice dogs. So, yeah, labs are great. I had a lab; it was yeah. a nightmare. It was a half German Shepherd, half lab, and it was a nightmare, nightmare it's, dog. The German Shepherd half is probably the nightmare because I've heard German Shepherds are great once they're trained. Oh yeah, no, this dog humped everything. It mm-hmm. was great, but no, yeah, yeah. but yeah, we want to get kitties. That'll be great. But yeah, hey, uh, uh, speaking of of dogs and cats. And the birds and the bees and, uh, you know, men and women, little Mikey, Mr. Mr. Glennie over here, Mr. Mike Glennie. Yeah. He's a married man. I like, like that probably was like my favorite part of the night of your wedding. One of my, one of my favorite nights was at the very end when we were saying goodbye and you cupped my face and you're like, Mr. Michael Glennie. It's got a nice ring to it. And I was cracking up. Well, so, I was like trying to hide it, but I was laughing. But so what was the reason why I meant I made a point to do that? Was because I remember. Do you remember it? I do. I do. Um, <laughs> no, because when I proposed, because everybody was there when I proposed at the house. Yeah. I actually had that in the back of my head. I was like, I need to nail this office quote. Yeah. The the night of the proposal, because that's what happened in right. the, in the show, and I completely dropped the ball the night of the proposal. I think it was the next day. I was like, oh fuck, I didn't say it. I was like, fuck. I remember it. And I then, remember that it was fourth Fourth of July last year. Mm-hmm. There was fireworks and all that, and I remember when you proposed. And afterwards, I was like, "Oh, should I do the line?" No, he's got to do the line. That's a uh, you know. Okay. And I like, I had it planned. I was gonna do the line that night. And it didn't happen, so I was like, "Okay, I got to do it at the wedding." I think I think <laughs> I completely forgot about it. That when you were saying you were leaving, I was like, "Oh no, I got to do the line." <laughs> That's so good. And then it was some, so good. And then somebody recorded it. I. I'm not sure if it was your wife or some. I mean, I've been Lauren, our friend Lauren. It was Lauren, yeah. yeah, yeah someone yeah, yeah. recorded it, and I was like, I got to get that video. It's 
Beautiful. So I have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to share it. But... Oh, you do? Okay. No, I said I've got to get the video from her. Oh, okay. No, she. I, I saw that she posted the picture of it. And, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay, so wedding reviews. I've, I've not been to very many. I've been to a few weddings. Some good, some bad. And uh, I got to say, yours is probably one of the my favorite weddings I've ever been to. We got, we were fortunate. We got a lot of good feedback. Um, my comments on it were, it's kind of like a play where some of the stuff behind the scenes went wrong, mm-hmm. but the audience mm-hmm. didn't see it. 100%. Yeah. So I the audience that. was yeah. like, oh, this is amazing. Whereas there were parts where I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is not, this is not right, but no one knows. Um, well, 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 let's go through the whole thing to the build up to the whatever. I'm like, sure. I, I felt bad cause I was, I flew in basically the night before. So I missed the rehearsal. Yeah. Um, I missed most of the festive. I missed the bachelor party. I missed a lot. And, uh, but I got in for the event. Um, mm-hmm. And everyone was like, when I first got there, everyone was just like chill. Everyone was like going with it. I was expecting like a bit of neuroticism because, you know, theater people, they're always like a little bit crazy before an event. But. Yeah. And so for me, so just a quick kind of funny anecdote. Um, you may have heard this um, when uh, when we were talking before the ceremony. Um so there was a time pre-COVID a long time ago where I, me and my girl. <laughs> a long were, time ago. Long time long ago. Time feels time like ago. a long time ago. Uh, my lady and uh, I were pre-COVID. driving out of San Diego for the weekend. And like, I'm getting off the freeway in San Diego when one of our uh, bartenders calls me. She lived really close. And I guess okay. walking up to the building, she rolled her ankle so bad she couldn't walk. Oh, yeah. Okay. And she's like, can you, like, I can't, I, I can't walk. I do remember Did this you, story. Yeah, yeah okay. so. Yeah. And then Kevin, who works in the industry, thought I was an asshole for saying it. But the response was like, I don't know what to do for you. I'm in San Diego. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know what to do. For, I just don't know what to do for you. Sorry. And so that was kind of the quote throughout the night where if something was happening and it wasn't supposed yeah. to be happening, I would just be like, I'm yeah. in San Diego. I don't, know, I don't know how to help you. Like, we're just yeah. going. That was kind of like the just yes and moments of just going. So with, just that going said, with, um, with that said. I remember I, I gave you a piece of advice. And I wish I gave you the other piece of advice I gave my brother. Um, the other, the, the, the piece of advice I wish I would have given you, but you already kind of knew it, um, was I said, like, today's your day. Um, everyone else is here watching you for your day. So don't worry about the event or what people are doing or what you're supposed to be doing. Just do your thing. Cause my brother at the time was really like stressed out. Like, do I need to be here? Do I need to do that? I'm like, dude, we're here to celebrate you do what you want to do. But yeah, you were doing the fuck you wanted to do. You and Erica both. You both were just kind of like going with the flow as far as I can tell. Yeah, so you weren't at the rehearsal, obviously. You flew in the, the, the night before the wedding. Um, but at the rehearsal, it was a bit sloppy, um, a bit messy because all of my friends and even Erica's bridesmaids, everyone had like ADD. Everyone was just like fucking getting distracted. It was a bit of a mess, but that's kind of where I was just kind of like, I could either get really irritated right now, or I could just stand here and just let shit happen. And the the lover yeah. of chaos took over, and I was just kind of like, I'm not going to say a fucking word. I love it. I love it. And I so love it. I just, um, they, I, so I was just kind of standing there, and even later the coordinator, I think it was at the rehearsal dinner, because we did the rehearsal in the morning, she kind of said, she's like, I'm kind of scared of how calm you are. Because like during calls and during meetings before, I was very like almost paranoid. Like, wait, 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 can't we can't do that because of this or that? So yeah. it was later. She's like, you were actually sc- 
scary calm during the rehearsal. <laughs> and I, I think I kind of said, I was like, well, the train's left. Like, I, the train, the train's already left. I can't, there's another, not another ride available. So we're just going. So are you or uh, your lady? I name dropped earlier. Sorry, Erica. I think you I said it. Said, I but said anyway, it. Are, are you or Erica more in needs to be in control of things that are happening? And are one of you more like laissez-faire go with it kind of? I always like having a hand on the wheel. Okay. Um, literally and metaphorically. Um, but that's where, like I said, during the rehearsal, I was like, it's too late to change shit. Oh. Um, and then, and not in a bad way, but like the coordinator, Erica, and a couple other people were all kind of not arguing, but like going back and forth about, wait, does this make sense? Can we do it this way? And I was like, mm. it's just one more chef in the kitchen. Um, oh, yeah. And okay. I was like, I'm, I I'm just going to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Unless it was something really well, bad. Smart. I'm like, wait a second, maybe we should do this. But like, I was just like, I'm just gonna shut the fuck up and roll with it. Was that, do you think that's Erica making you better? Or do you think that's just experience in, th- in this situation? Yeah. I think it's just experience. I, Cause like I said, okay. during this, the, the planning, um, during certain points, I would like stop people, them, them and be like, okay, hold on like that. That's not going to work. This isn't going to work. This has to happen. But that day I'm like, am I going to go over there and just make it worse though? Another I don't know what the fucking phrase is. Just another person talking over each yeah. other. So I was yeah. like, I'm just going to shut the uh, fuck up. Pi- pile on. Pile yeah. on. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to shut the fuck up. And uh, hopefully. I'm going to write a book comparing marriage to suicide and how the final phase really is acceptance. And you just kind of get this air of happiness as you just kind of go with the chaos. And you're like, you know what? I'm in this bitch. And uh... <laughs> yeah, and that's that's pretty much what it was. I was kind of like, it, this, this is what it is. And um. Which I is think, go on. which is surprising because I mean you're you're the the ceremony felt we'll get it more into the ceremony but the ceremony felt kind of like detailed but everything around it felt kind of like yeah we'll try this we'll try that and if we can do this that'll be great so yeah that yeah, makes I mean, that makes I th- sense I think you guys avoided a lot of needless stress by just kind of being like hey let's go with it see how it goes yeah so that was the rehearsal and I I do remember this is I think the moment I realized like, okay, I just need to let this shit go. And whatever happens, happens. Mm. Um, was after the rehearsal. Um, so the, I've been the groomsman in a few weddings and you not do bragging, not bragging, no big deal. No one's keeping score. Um, but I, I feel like we missed a few things and I kind of just said, I was like, should we rehearse like the, the grand entrance after the ceremony, all that shit. And a couple people were like, ah, nah, we'll figure it out on the spot. And I was like, all right. <laughs> okay. Like, All right. <laughs> yeah, uh, we didn't know we were doing this. I was like, here we go. Um, rehearsal dinner was whatever. Um, so what else? I'm trying to think. Where'd you want to go? Uh, with this? Well, I'll tell you what was cool. Like first impression kind of thing. Cause I, I walked, I got to the hotel, mm-hmm. walked in. And one of the first things I noticed that was like kind of awesome was that your buddy Mike was there. Mike, the director yeah, yeah. was, was there. And I was like, Oh shit. And I got to go hang out and like chat with him. Um, the guest list was pretty freaking sweet. Hold on. I feel like I have a sneeze coming, but it's like, can't decide. That's fine. Nope. Okay. Anyway, uh, our friend Jeremy was there. I haven't seen him in almost 10 years. It was been great. You know, it was great chatting with him. Did I, up. did I tell you about, uh, how he got invited? No. So I've not obviously as long as you have, but I, I've known Jeremy for quite some time too. We met on, on the, since w- one flew over cuckoo's nest. That or before that, the award-winning uh, short film Drake Bash Monsterologist. Um, 
So no, so I have known him for a while, and I think I even helped you on a few uh, Adventures of Camelot. <laughs> Jeremy worked on that, yeah. and I kind of yeah. worked with him a little bit. So like, I've known him for a long time, and we actually went to I a wedding. Was, I think he was at the read-through for Dinner in 45 as well. Maybe, um, yeah, because I know me and Danny think, read for anyway. that, but we didn't actually do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway. So we were at a, a wedding the week before mine, and we we kind of knew people there, um, but like we hadn't seen a lot of people in a long time. So it's they I doubt they watch us, but it's it's one of those groups, and I've I don't I've never understood this, but I I get it, I understand it, I don't agree with it. That if like you don't see them for a long time, they still yeah. love you, but you're not as much as part of the group anymore. Yeah, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Like yeah. I could say his name, like like Ricky, for instance. Uh, one of my groomsmen. He lives in Boston. So I see him maybe once a year, mostly less. But when he comes around, he's still family. Like, there's yeah. no loss. But this particular group, it does feel like if you're not around them a lot, they kind of lose that connection to you. And anyway, mm-hmm. so Eric and I just kind of sat at a table because, like, their table was full. And Jeremy and his wife came over and sat with us. And so we literally, the entire wedding, just sat there and fucked around with them. Oh, and, I love it. And so at, by the end of the wedding, like, we're kind of like, hey, like, this is kind of weird and it's only a week out, but like, some people canceled. Do you want to come to ours? Oh, how cool. And and they were kind of like, yeah, because we were kind of talking about forced invitations and everything. And, and I think it was his wife was like, like, you don't have to if you don't want to. Like, we're cool. Like, we're not. And I was like, no, like, we have some open spots. I think it'd be fun. Fuck it. Like, you want to come? Yeah. And they were just like, yeah. So I oh, messaged so them. Cool. Yeah, I messaged them the invite on online, and Erica fixed it up and everything. So when they actually when they actually showed up, I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Um, oh, that's so cool. But anyway, so yeah, the morning of was interesting. So um, I, without going into great detail because no one cares, um, I left. <laughs> I left my house to get. To, well, first of all, the night before was a fucking nightmare because there was a lot of shit I had to go. It was we had it at my bar, my restaurant. But I wanted. I was to go- seeing the updates. I was seeing the updates as I was like at my li- like waiting for my flight in Charlotte. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So I granted a few of the groomsmen came out to help me, and um, but like I went to the bar to to move some stuff as it was closing, so that the people in the morning didn't have to move as much stuff. And so we were there probably till like two a.m. And then I drove home because I wasn't staying at the hotel. So I drove home about 25, 30 minute drives, and I had more shit to do like paperwork wise. So I was up to like 3.30 a.m., 4 a.m. No. Until I passed out on the couch and I finally dragged myself to bed like at 5 a.m. Anyway. And so I woke up. I woke up on time. I was actually had a very calm morning. Took took okay. a nice long shower. Did the shave. I took, took my fucking time with yeah. time to spare. I was like, great. I'm not rushed. I'm relaxing. I got everything I need. Great. I get in my car. I start driving. So it's about five to ten minutes to get to the freeway. As I'm about to get to the freeway... I remember like three things I forgot. Oh no! Okay. And yeah. two of them didn't really matter as much, but one of them was my my <laughs> grandfather's cufflinks. Oh yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? And they're really yeah. nice cufflinks. Like even you know, fuck my grandfather. They're just really nice cufflinks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but so I was like, fuck! Like I have to go back. I was like, I left early. I, there's time. I, I'm gonna so flip the bitch. Sure. Went back, grabbed yeah. everything. Now I'm kind of in a hurry because, like, now it's before I was like 15 minutes out or 15 minutes early. Yeah. Now I'm like yeah. kind of on time. Yeah. Now, and so I was driving in, and then I remembered again without going into details, like, my digestive system's kind of weak. And the last thing I want is to have to, like, spray out of my asshole during the wedding <laughs> 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 to, to, paint, to paint a picture for the, the viewers, uh, the <laughs> listeners. 
Um, so I was like, okay, I got to stop the store and grab some Tums or something. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> is that is that why every, all the grooves were wearing black on blacks to, to justify why you were just in total black tux, just in case you shat the pants? This is, this is strategy. Um, okay. No, but yeah. so I stopped at the store to get some Tums. They didn't have self-checkout. The lines were long. I was like, fuck. Um, so I was tripping do out. You have, do you have a grocery gripe for your wedding day? No, it was my fault. I wasn't prepared. They didn't have a self-checkout or a fast lane, but that that's their choice. That would have been funny. Wedding edition. <laughs> Wedding track. edition. I mean, I guess I could bitch that they didn't have a, um, a fast track, but <laughs> at that point, I think that was the most stressed I was of the day, just sitting in line with a fucking one bottle of Tums Yeah. behind this huge line. I was just like, can somebody let me cut? Can I, could this be the movie scene where I'm like, I'm getting married. Let me to the front. Um, and everyone there's like bullshit, right? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I, I that's got- a bummer because like because like you're showered, you're clean shaven, you're ready to go, you got your tux in the car, you're gonna like you're gonna go do the damn thing, and here you are waiting for a check. <laughs> yeah, that was probably the most stressed I was. Like I said later, like once I got to the venue, or even before that, when yeah. we were at the hotel, it was pretty much yeah. like just checked out, it's not done. checked out, but like it was like just going with it. Whatever happens, it's happens. in motion. Yeah, it's uh, out of my hands. We the, the 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 wheels are in motion. Yeah. So you no, know, so we got. I got to the the hotel room. It was Danny's room. Uh, Danny, uh, a contributor to the show. Um, I yeah, got he's his, been on. Yeah, I got to his room and I felt like I was like 15, 20 minutes late, and like there was only like three guys in the room, out of like ten, because there was seven groomsmen, you and Kevin, um, and then Eddie was the uh, efficient. But so there's yeah. only like three guys we'll in the room. We'll so, get into Eddie later. Yeah. But. <laughs> but so there's only like three guys in the room and I was like, oh, so I'm not late. And they're like, well, you're kind of late because my call time. I, I love that we're calling it call time still. Um, <laughs> my call time is <laughs> technically earlier than theirs. But uh-huh. so from there, you know, getting dressed and everything. And I will say to compliment Mitch, um, I, the pocket square, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the guys, even with instructions in the bag, no one knew how to do their fucking pocket square. Yeah, Except there's instructions. Mitch. Yeah, but that's why I read the goddamn instructions. But we're men; we don't need instructions. Um, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I talked about last week. Nobody reads, man. Nobody yeah. reads. Just read. So, okay. so Mitch gets his down pat, and I was like, "Can you just help everybody?" So he went around the room, kind of helping everybody. And then my mom came in. So my pocket square was just black. Everyone else was like green. Um, no, but this is this was actually really cool. I actually love this. What your mom th- did. This was awesome. Yeah. Square. So she w- yeah. came in with a square and. So normally, like, the pocket squares have, like, the four different parts, and you fold it so that one shows, whatever. So she comes in with a double-sided one that on one side was the um, Scottish clan tartan of my my dad, is a clan Macintosh, and then one of clan Wallace, which is from my mom's side, like, on back-to-back. So if you folded that normally, you'd only see one side of it. So I just kind of looked at Mitch, and I was like, Mitch, you're apparently the expert. Fold this fucking thing. It literally <laughs> happened like that. I was like, fold this to where you could see both sides of it. He literally, he literally turned to me and says, okay, so those are the two clans. Fold it so that you could see both. Here you go. And his mom looked at me with puppy dog eyes like, please. I don't think she knew what was going on. She was just like, huh? What do you mean? Um, that Okay, so that might have just been her resting face. That's a- <laughs> No, but she did because then it was like two minutes later because we were getting the photos of her like touching my tie and blah, blah, blah. So then she Good showed. Good photos. Yeah, Good so then photos. She, she, um, then Mitch brought it back and we put it in the pocket. And so my whole, my whole tux was just black on black on black because... If anyone knows me, yeah. I, most of my wardrobe's black. So it's kind of like a, a joke. Also, I just like that look. 
If you're um, looking at Mike in the video of the podcast right now, you I would see just black, black, black on shirt. black. Yeah. Black Mike. Um, yeah, so Mitch, it took him maybe about a minute or two, and we put it in, and my mom was like, that's awesome. Oh, my God. Thank you. How'd you do that? And then we, <laughs> we ended up finding a pin to make sure that didn't fall apart, and that was actually really good because it stood out against the black on black. Yeah, yeah. So you, it was folded so you could see both clans, and it kind of – it was like floral. It was kind of flowered out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was cool. Was good. That was actually a really nice moment. I didn't expect that. That was a nice surprise. It, me neither, bro. It was great. <laughs> that was a nice surprise. Yeah, no, that was cool. So what else? Um, Eddie was, so Eddie was the efficient. So pre-show Eddie was <laughs> what everyone expected. So which this was on, Eddie. This is what I because we've been in plays with him, so we've seen him pre-shows with his Back, nervous backstage energy, his nervous energy backstage and his and his hey everyone's kind of standing around i gotta wrangle this so let me get this energy going i can't really define this energy but you're just gonna go with it and everyone's kind of looking at him like what and eddie's fallback i think is okay i know shock f- humor is shock pretty humor. funny i'm gonna i'm gonna go to shock humor and taint and my twat waffle and yeah, yeah. That, and shakespeare for some reason and I and so I could tell it was it was nervous energy because as much as Eddie's very much seems like just a, a care carefree guy, he took this shit really seriously. I, really seriously, he did. And yes. so I I was forgiving all the weird shit he was saying because I knew I was like, this is his nervous energy trying to yeah. cope. One hundred percent. And so that's why you can I see it. And even yeah. the build up to the the days leading up to the wedding. I could tell, like, I know, like, the having Eddie do the officiant was kind of like, oh, you know, he's a friend, whatever. And then, but watching Eddie coming up to the event, he, like, how much work he put into it, mm-hmm. how much of his energy he put into it, it was really kind of like, I don't want to say it's surprising because that's the kind of guy Eddie is. If he, like, yeah. says he's going to do something, he will do the shit out of it. Yeah, and it. I kind of, even when he, when I, we picked him almost something like, maybe there's a big, a little chaos there and it might be, like, exciting. But then when we read the first draft of his speech, it was like super sincere and nice, and we we're just like, yeah. "Oh my god, like this is great." Um, yeah. And then, uh, so that's why during while he was spouting out his shit, a lot of times I'm just like, "Okay, that's fine. Just get it out. Get it out now. Get it out." <laughs> Mike now. made that. Mike made that joke like two or three times, and it was funnier each time he said it because Eddie would, he, Eddie kind of would go into these riffs and start like going on like a bit, and Mike. If you've seen Mike in a social situation, he kind of he has a stance where he just kind of stands there, kind of to one side, usually holding something like a cup, and he looks to his side at the person next to him that's acting crazy. So Eddie's doing his thing, and Mike's standing next to him, and Mike would say, "Yeah, just get it out now. Just get it out now. <laughs> yeah. Do Accurate. your, uh, you know, yeah." And uh, I thought it was fucking hilarious because I know Eddie's like, "I'm having fun now, but I'm gonna take it serious later." That's why I'm yeah, having fun a, now, getting it all out, yeah. get all the nervous energy out. There was, I'm not sure if someone, I think someone told you uh, at the rehearsal dinner. So my my lady, her, her, she's Jewish, and and so part of the joke was that Eddie was gonna be the rabbi, even though Eddie's not Jewish. And so right, so Erica's parents actually brought like I forgot what it's called, like the shawl and the yarmulke yeah. for him to wear. Yeah, yeah. And so at the rehearsal dinner, um, he started talking to her aunt, I think. Who's like very Jewish, and not like very Jewish, like <laughs> like they follow it to the T, but like just the voice, like she's like, like I'm not gonna try to do an impression, but um, <laughs> look with all the shit Kanye's going through right now, yeah. it's not the time. But so I wasn't there for it, but I heard it from several different people. Um, that all everyone was like, oh my god, I guess she was like, oh, so you're the rabbi tomorrow, and he's like, yeah, and she's like, 
how long have you been a rabbi? How, like, how long have you been Jewish? And he was like, oh, oh I'm no. Buddhist. He's like, I'm Buddhist. I'm not Jewish. <laughs> you, Eddie is Buddhist. You know that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was like, oh, I'm actually Buddhist. I'm not Jewish. I'm just a huge fan. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and and that, That's amazing. And just knowing I'm her just aunt. just a huge fan. Right, and oh knowing her aunt and knowing him, I guess that's when, like, Erica and like my friend Derek and like a, a couple of people all were like, "Welp," and just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Derek. Yeah, I could see that. Derek's like the master of like, okay, time to go. Cut. <laughs> this is uncomfortable. <laughs> but so that just that line, having not heard it, but like someone telling me, it, I was like, that was one of my favorite lines. I'm I'm not Jewish, but I'm a huge I'm fan. Just, I'm a huge fan. That's so funny because that's I think I think I'm just gonna have to start saying that now because like I truly do love the Jewish faith. Yeah, I'm not Jewish, but I'm a huge, huge fan, fan of the Jews. Huge fan. Yeah. So yeah, so we oh, went to the uh, we went to the venue. Um, yeah. This is where it it wasn't bad, but it wasn't going to plan. Is that we got to the venue? We missing? Are we missing anything? Hang on. Are we missing anything? In uh, the room? oh, I did a I did a sick burn on a uh, uh, Corey's wife. It was pretty funny. I think he missed it. I might have. I don't remember. Corey, Corey, Corey's wife came out and she's like seeing all us. We're like, hey, how you doing? She's like, oh my God, so good to see you guys. I'm like, you all look so good. And I said, I said, yeah, yeah. So are you going to change or? I think I didn't like, hear that actually. Or I heard that. Okay. Yeah. She started. Oh, it was great. It was great. Toot uh, my own horn here. But or I, got, or I, got, I heard the uh, aftermath of it, but I remembered something about that. Ugh. Just set the evening off right. Yeah. You know? Setting the right tone. Um, Establish dominance. <laughs> no, so we we went to the we went to the bar the venue and i remember getting a so, little some context some context for those of you listening that have never been it's not like because i feel like we had a wedding in a bar and just like that was it so we have a great outdoors bar mike's family's bar is actually a, a staple of the community it's not it's uh they have like regulars the building's been there since forever and their family is well loved when mike's dad passed the whole community was rocked um, oh, no clue, Brew, by the way, having Glennie the Elder yeah. on tap, that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. But anyway, so they have this great bar. It's like a good established bar, private owned, not a chain or whatever. During COVID, they had this whole developed outdoorsy like section. So for their wedding, they had the ceremony outside in this outdoor thing. They moved us all inside into the bar for like the cocktail hour before and then moved us back outside for the reception, you know, the, mm-hmm. the eating and all that kind of stuff. It was really nice. It was really great. You wouldn't know it was a bar, quite frankly. Yeah, I mean, um, technically, technically we're a restaurant just because of the reputation people say bar. But um, uh, yeah, <laughs> cause just because that's a lot of people look at it as I'm going to go there to drink. But we've kind of evolved right. it. Okay, but yeah. still, uh, now, even though it's more accurate to say restaurant, uh, a lot of people just still say bar out of habit. Anyway. Sure. So anyway, we got so we there. get to the venue. Yeah, I remember on the the schedule we were supposed to get to the venue at like three thirty when the doors opened, or like three forty five um, after people started coming in. The groomsmen show up. And I think we got there at like three. Uh, yeah, we, we got were there pretty really early. early to where I actually wasn't mad at it. At first, I was kind of uncomfortable. I was like, "So we're just gonna like hang out like for an hour? Like, what the fuck?" But um, it actually gave me time to walk outside. There's a few things that weren't set up right. So I, I kind of talked to some of my staff and I was like, okay, this needs to happen. This needs-. So it actually, I promised to keep my, like to not work. I did promise the the organizer, uh, my now wife, <laughs> that I wasn't going to work. But since there was nothing fucking else to do for half yeah, an yeah, hour, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, this, Idle hands. Yeah, I was like, this doesn't hurt. So it was cool. I remember Ricky pointed something out. So we moved a couple of things. I was like, all right, cool. And then we went inside and we all had a beer. 
No, it was great. It was great. Everyone kind of like unwinded a bit. Yeah. We were kind of chatting outside for a bit before as people were showing up. Um, I think our coordinator was like, can you go outside so people aren't lingering inside? Like, did you just go outside? I, I, uh, like, right, which was right. smart. It was smart. Uh, and Are there drinks outside too? Yes, there was. Yes, there so. was. Uh, and that's when the San Diego joke began because our that's right that's right our, yeah. in, our in-house manager courtney i think i was sitting with kevin i think you might have been nearby because i know a few people heard this courtney came out kind of a little nervous and she's like hey uh tyler tyler at the time uh, he's not our head cook normally but that day he was the lead he controlled the kitchen that day okay he was right. like tyler is is kind of freaking out because the hawaiian rolls didn't come on the order and i kind of laughed huh. And she was like, "Where like they didn't come with the order? What do you want me to do?" And I was like, "I was actually supposed to get those yesterday." Oh shit! And okay. And she was like, "So what do you want me to do?" And I was like, "Tell tell tell Tyler we're just not having dinner rolls." <laughs> I don't know. Like, and she was like, "What what like what do we what do we do instead?" I was like, "No one knows we had we we're supposed to have dinner rolls, so we're just not gonna have dinner oh. rolls. No one no one's Brilliant. gonna know we're missing them. We never wanted really? dinner rolls." Yeah. And she's like, so what do you want me to tell Tyler? And I was like, tell Tyler, no dinner rolls. And that's that. There you go. And that's when Kevin started saying like, yo, like we have time. It's still like half an hour. Like just have someone go get some dinner rolls. I was like, no, no. no we're in San Diego. No, that was when the joke came. Cause I think I told him the story just before that. Yeah. Okay, of, yeah. of how I let things go sometimes. And so it was yeah. that time where I used it for the first time. I was like, no, I'm, I, I don't have to tell you. I'm in San Diego. No dinner rolls. <laughs> Is that's I where love it. I'm in San Diego came from was when something was happening that wasn't supposed to happen. I was like, well, yeah, I'm in San Diego. Just got to roll with it. It's going with it. Yeah. So was Tyler the one that was serving the prime rib? Uh, No. The one cutting the prime rib was Marcus. Okay. He was awesome because he had a Broncos hat on and uh, okay. we like we, we held up the line because we were chatting Broncos the whole time. It was pretty funny. But no, so I know when I talked to Tyler about that day, initially when I thought our head cook was going to be there, I wanted Tyler to cut the meat. Uh, but since our head cook had the day off, um, he requested like months before. I was like, I, I was like, I told Tyler, I was like, so I don't want you cutting anymore since you have to kind of run the thing. And he was like, who do you want? And I was like, probably Marcus. And he's like, I was going to put Marcus out there because Marcus is the most talkative, sociable, like he wants to please nice. people. And so it was like, perfect. And everyone told me that he was awesome. So I was like, great. He was awesome. Go Broncos. <laughs> uh, so the ceremony happened. So... So they, they, they told me what I had to do and everyone was like, cool, like let's line up, whatever you walked out, people started walking out. So this was, this is more, I'm, I'm in San Diego moments. Um, okay. All right. Everything went fine. Actually, everyone, every, it turned out fine. So in the hey, moment, everyone made it, everyone made it to the front everyone and everyone it. said their thing. So the, the wrong song was playing, um, yeah, when yeah. Eddie, Erica started freaking yeah, out. So, so Erica was right behind me. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot. Yeah, so Eddie goes out first because he's the officiant. And the song is playing is not the one that was supposed to be playing. Pretty much uh, right. Rewrite the Stars is a song from The Greatest Show. Showman? Yeah. Greatest Showman? Uh, I have no idea. Hugh Jackman. Um, and so Rewrite the Stars is a song from that to where we had a karaoke version, so it didn't have the words. And then I extended it to like being nine minutes so it could take the whole bridal party. Nice. Okay. And we sent it to the DJ. And there was, we figured out there was some sort of mix up in the songs. Um, no one's fault, just there was a mix up. To where it's the wrong song was playing when Eddie walked out. And I kind of told the coordinator, I was like, I think this is the wrong song. And she's like, it is the wrong song. So from the mm. angle, she was trying to signal to the DJ, go to the next song. And so he finally got it. So we heard the song go down. 
And she's like, can you hear it? And I was like, yeah, I, I think I can hear the song coming back on. And like, it's an instrumental and I thought I heard it right. She's like, if it's the right song, go ahead and go. And I was like, I think it is. So I go. <laughs> and it's hard to, the whole, pretty much quickly, we go down the ramp to start the, the whole processional. We go down a ramp. We kind of walk across the yard to where the aisle is, then go down the aisle. I'm probably at the bottom of the ramp to midway towards when we walk to the aisle. Now with my mom, <laughs> where I'm like, this is not the right fucking song either. Whoops. Yeah, I was like, but it, but that that's the whole joke. I was like, I'm in San Diego. I can't stop I'm now. I'm in San Diego. We just got to go. I love it. We got to go. So I just walk in and my mom kind of hurt her knee, so it was slow. And I, just the whole time, I was just had this smile on my face because I was like, this is already going, ho-, like not horrible, like it was a great time. But I was like, this is already going wrong. Awesome. People in the this crowd is, didn't know. People in the crowd didn't know. They didn't know. They yeah. didn't know. It's like the when things happen in theater and that's, like that, something goes that's what, wrong. That's what I mean earlier. Like they didn't know what was going on. Right. So I, I put, so I, I put her, I, 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 I give my mom, like I kiss her hand. She sits down in her seat and I stand next to Eddie. Gay. Gay. So gay. And Eddie's kind of like, you all right? Like he kind of just give me a nod and I, I through like my, my grin. I'm like the wrong songs play. <laughs> and, and he was like, oh, <laughs> like he kept his smile too. He's like, oh, and I'm like, yeah. And then I realized his mic wasn't turned on, like his microphone. So I kind of pointed to it and he turned it on and he kind of lightly tapped it to make sure it was on. I was like, all right, cool. Um, Yes, by the way. Um, and second second funny thing that w- almost happened. So Danny, his job was to walk uh, Erica's mom down the aisle behind me. Okay. So I'm set. I'm chilling. Erica's Danny, mom- for those of you who don't know, Danny's one of the hosts on Fake Philosophers. Yes. He's a good, good guy. Great guy. Great guy. And so Danny walks her down. She sits down. And I, I forgot how long it took, but I glanced down and her dress was kind of hanging against one of the candles that were in the aisle. Grant, we laughed laughed about it later. We never asked for candles. (laughs) Um, No way. Because remember, were you there before the ceremony? All of us were laughing like someone's getting lit on fire. Like someone's knocking this over. I I pointed that out. I was like, guys, uh, Erica probably has a pretty big train. Um, That shit's going to light on fire. Yeah, so... It was kind of a joke, but I found, like, because that was kind of her wheelhouse. And later we found out, like, we never asked for these candles to be on the aisle. Anyway. Awesome. So her mom's dress is kind of, because she's in the front row, kind of hanging against a candle. And they're not electric. They're real flames. They're real. They're real fire. And so I'm looking, and my head, my head's kind of going, you know, you think of that, like, much faster than you talk. But in my head, it's like, I could go fix this right now, but will that cause a scene and embarrass her? And then I was thinking, what if her dress catches on fire? She might be a little more embarrassed. (laughs) But, but yeah, so I'm just kind yeah, of staring yeah. at it because I I missed most of the people walking down because so I'm just staring at the dress going if that oh, lights no. on, if that lights on fire I'm gonna be the fastest one to get to it so like I'm yeah. just watching so that. you're ready I'm just watching you're that. ready and then at some point she's like turning or something to where like her dress actually like drapes completely over the candle and I was like oh shit and so I don't want to oh, say shit. her name but like so I kind of start whispering I'll just say Erica's name I was like Erica. Like, hey, like just quietly. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, this, this is not good. And then thank God someone two rows back because the, the row behind her was empty, kind of crawled, uh-huh. crawled to the row behind her and fixed her dress and was like, like, don't move around. Like, just, and so I was like, oh, thank God. Found out Perfect. later there were other people in the audience also watching it. Oh, okay. I found out yeah, later. You weren't the only one. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Cool. So, 
so people are walking in. I know at that point I'm watching people walk in. Um, I'm watching Mike do something with someone's dress at the, you know, at the front. I couldn't tell. And, uh, no, but by this point, Erica's with us. So I'm yeah. the last one of the procession will go in. So Erica's behind me and Erica's there. And I remember turning to her and she's like, you know, doing her, her, you know, kind of like getting into getting into things. She wasn't mm. nervous. She was just, you know, kind of like, Oh man, everyone's going to be looking at me. About to go on uh, stage. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I told her, hey, everything's great. Everything looks great. Just so you know, there are candles in the aisle. So just watch your train. Make sure, you know, there's a little... And blew her mind. She's like, wait, what? Uh, uh, okay, yeah, okay, all right. That was her big story when she's like, I, I know I was supposed to, but I kept looking behind me to make sure my train wasn't hitting a candle. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she... So what ended up happening with the music, it lined up perfectly. So they played... The wrong song played when I went out. Half the processional came down. And then it switched to Rewrite the Stars. It was the, the movie version with the lyrics, but it did switch to it. And then that song kind of ended right before Erica came out. So it, oh, okay. it did line up fine. Um, and then the song that Erica would play, uh, wanted to be played when she walked out played, and it was all good. Audience didn't oh, know. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then the ceremony took place and Eddie took center stage. So uh, to go back real quick, while when Mike was talking about that, everyone was, you know, standing around, hanging out, chatting, uh, having drinks, meeting people as they came in. Everyone was doing it except Eddie. Yes. Eddie was at the mic. He was next to the DJ. He was walking the scene. He was walking the set, like going through. I saw him with his, his, uh, his little booklet out, what he was going to say. And he was going through it, going through it. The dude was rehearsing and going through every step by step. It was awesome. He, I like looked up. I'm like, Oh, he's got this. This is great. So, um, no, yeah, he was, yeah. He so the ceremony, everyone like, okay. So everyone's standing, the bride walks in, uh, she takes the center. She takes the stage, Mike and Erica standing at the front and everyone sits down and Eddie goes, starts going into a spiel, you know, his whole, Hey, thank you everyone for being here. Uh, this is a beautiful day. Yada, yada, yada. Everyone be seated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone yeah. had been sitting. That was the biggest laugh of the night. And the thing is, Eddie, because I think, because I remember I went to a wedding to where the, 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 the pastor, the officiant, forgot to say, please be seated. And we were standing uh-huh. for like five minutes, kind of like, Ooh. and finally he's like, oh my God, yeah, please sit down. Everyone sit down. So I remember we told them um, ahead, we told Eddie, like, make sure that's in there. And so he made sure it was in there. And it was funny when he started talking and everyone sat down. I remember thinking, I was yeah. like, I wonder if he's still going to say it. And Eddie yeah, said yeah. with such this, this fucking almost dripping with sarcasm. <laughs> he was like, like you said, very happy. A beautiful day. This is going to be amazing. Lovely couple. Please be seated. And looked down. And everyone, it got a good laugh. Everyone kind of laughed. Um, that was great. I was losing it. I was losing my shit. Granted, I was like two whiskeys in by that point. But sure. I, was, I loved it. Um, yeah. So, oh, oh, okay. I had a question for you. Um, uh, a few, no, I won't. I won't go there yet. I'll, I'll, I'm skipping ahead. No, um, I loved. I loved. I don't. I've never been to a wedding where this happened. So this is the first time I've ever seen this, and I loved it. Mike and Erica wrote each other's vows, as in yes. Mike wrote the vows that Erica was going to read to Mike, yeah, and vice versa. Did you guys see that somewhere, or have you seen that before? Or, no, because that was amazing. So, not to toot my own horn. Okay. I came up with that. So years ago, um, I thought of this idea. It's so so unique, so original. What if a grown <laughs> man did the flower girl duty? 
And I remember thinking, that's so original. <laughs> and sure enough, all, there's tons of videos online of them doing it. And I was like, yeah. okay, I'm still going to do that. Because immediately I thought Kevin would be great at it. And he was. He was amazing at yeah. it. Yeah. It um, was so awesome. Yeah. yeah. But I remember I was like, oh, so it's not original. And I kind of like doing something that other people don't do. Yeah. And so I don't remember exactly when I thought of that. I think it was, um, you know, SNL. Uh, I think it's Colin Jost and Michael Che when they do Weekend Update. That's what it thought. That's what I thought of when so, they do. They write each other's jokes. Yeah, yeah. At, the, at the end of every season, they write each other's jokes, and they don't. They never see them until they have to read them. I think it might have been that, <laughs> to where I was like, that could be something. I think. I think it was that that I kind of was like, that could be something. I. I don't really remember when I thought of it, but I, I'm assuming that might have been it. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And so I, I ran it past her, and I was like, this could be funny. <laughs> and um, what Excuse she. Me. You're good. Uh, what she said in return was like, "You're you write, so yeah, yours that you write for me will be funny. I don't write like that." And so she was kind of nervous about it, and even like oh, going no. to the weeks pro- like leading up to it, it was not like for sure going to happen. She wasn't sure about it. Oh wow! So that yeah, was kind yeah. of like an asterisk. And then it was the week of. Um, she doesn't watch it, so I don't have to worry. I didn't write mine till like two days before. Um. But I remember the week of, I was like, so are we doing this? Or should we like tell Eddie just to do regular vows or what? And she's like, you know what? I think, it, same thing. She's like, it is original idea. I've never seen someone do that. So yes, we're going to do it. Like, I'm still struggling with it, but like, we're going to do it. And I was like, okay. And that's when I was like, oh shit, I haven't written my, <laughs> I haven't written my. Oh shit, yeah. Um, no, well, so that, that was so good because. Yeah, go on. She, she, she read the one, the, the, the vows you wrote and they were hilarious. Because like, it's, it's kind of the, the duality of the writer and the performer. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a really good one or the other, the whole thing will work pretty well. So you wrote these like pretty freaking hilarious vows that yeah. made that you made Erica swear before God that she will do, which was really funny. And then the one she gave you, there were moments I remember when you were like, "I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going <laughs> to skip ahead." And <laughs> it was it was pretty great. It was pretty great. And she and. There was a there was a moment, if I remember right, there was, that you went off script and you started saying something. So, she she got permission ahead of time and she actually asked me, "Do you want to know what it says?" And I was like, "No, whatever it is, I'll figure it out." She put okay. like, "I knew I was in love with you when parentheses improvised story." <gasps> oh wow! Okay, so she you 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 told the story. It was of, pretty much uh, the, the day uh, I met her. Was what I being being an assist, uh, assistant uh, stage, stage manager. manager. And yeah, and you went through this whole thing and, and how you like, you saw this cute girl in this red shirt and yada, yada, yada. And, yeah. and you finished it up and it was so like, I knew it must've been improv because you looked right at, not improv, but like come up with on the spot because you looked right at her yeah. while you were saying it. You didn't look down and she, when you finished and everyone's like, oh, and she turned to the audience and was like, I didn't write that. <laughs> yeah. pretty- well, I, the first day I didn't know I loved her, but it, it sounded good. Um, it sounded great. <laughs> and then the last the last one after that was pretty much just parentheses, tell me how much you love me. And so Aww. that's when I was like, I love you to the moon, good. babe. I'll kill for you. I'll fucking murder everyone here. So um I was telling I was telling my wife, Anna, on the the ride home, my favorite part of the ceremony, besides the please be seated bit, was yeah. uh when when we'll go back to the hand tying thing. Yeah. But uh when when Eddie was doing the um, do you, Michael, take this? I, Michael, take this thing. And he went through the whole speech. And there was this moment where you were looking at him 
And you're like, do you want me to repeat after you? Or what What? What are we doing here? Are you supposed to wait and stop and let me say a phrase? Because so, I'm not going to repeat all of this. Uh, but you you had this great look on your face that's like, are you serious? Wait, should we stop? Should we stop? Wait, should we stop and go back? Or, so uh, <laughs> a, a couple people told me that, that they thought that like I was looking confused. Like, do I have to say all of this after? Right. So that wasn't it. Um, oh, okay. Okay. So we, we had said, like, we're not going to repeat it. You're just going to say the whole thing. Yes, I do. Oh, okay, cool. What ended up happening, and again, this is where the rehearsal, we probably could have done a little better. No one's fault. <laughs> so Ricky was right behind me. In the moment, he said, so we're going to do the prompt, whatever the fuck it's called, um, the I do's. <laughs> and I forgot, so he says, first, name. And so I reached, and Ricky was offering the rings, and I was like, whose name did he say? Oh. I was, so I just grabbed, so... For those of you who don't know or care to care, uh, so Erica pretty much had her <laughs> engagement ring on. And I guess it's, it could be a tradition that instead of getting a whole new ring, you can get like two small rings or another ring to uh, complement it. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. what she got. And so what you wear day to day is two different rings that are on either side of the engagement ring that don't have like rocks on them. So I gotcha. guess at the ceremony, I didn't know this, you're only supposed to take one and slide it on. So oh, okay. in the moment... And this is not Ricky's fault, obviously. Ricky just opened his hand that had all the rings in them. I didn't even remember who, who, because who, I'm just going to hand my ring to her to put on me, you know? So I just yeah. forgot whose fucking ring I'm supposed to grab. I reach for Oh, me. no. So I start reaching for mine. And I forgot what Ricky said. It was something like, I think he, he meant to say, like, just take one because he knew. But I thought he said, like, <laughs> wrong one. So I just grabbed both of oh, hers no. and turned around. And took her hand, and that's when I was like, I hope I grabbed the right fucking rings. So I was just kind of staring at Eddie like, whose name are you about to say? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah. no, I get it now. To this day, I honestly, to this day, it's a week later, I honestly don't know if he actually started with her, or with me, excuse me, or her. No, he started with you. He started with you. I remember. So So maybe I grabbed my ring and gave it to her and was just like, I hope I grabbed the right shit. Either gotcha. way, okay. Because you're right. I, but either way, in my head, I was like, "Did he actually mean to start like this, or did he see me take the wrong ring?" Well, and fix well, it. Regar- regardless, that face that you put on, that look you get on your face, is rare. It doesn't happen that often. It's <laughs> when you're witnessing something that's going very wrong, or you just do not understand what is happening. Because um, you you often have a good handle on the situation. So for you to be like not kind of like knowing what's happening, you get this great look on your face, and it, it, it makes my it makes my day. But anyway, it, so it was literally me holding or her holding my hand. I forgot who went first again. Uh, well, our, the audience could definitely tell. So <laughs> good. No, it was literally just me going. I hope I grabbed the right ring, and it it turns out I did. Again, I'm not sure if that was improvisation on Eddie's part that he saw <laughs> I took the wrong. I don't know. I don't know. But that was the anyway. look where I was like, I hope I grabbed the right ring. Um, yeah. Anyway. So then, then you guys did the hand. Well, you, before this, you did the hand tying, the hand yes. fast, hand fast. Okay. Yeah. Which is like, which is a Celtic tradition, correct? Yeah. I'm not sure if it's specifically Scottish, but it's definitely Celtic. Because I mean, I figure anything with a knot, it's probably Celtic. If it involves yeah. ropes or knots, it's probably Celtic. But yeah, um, never. I'd never seen one. That was awesome. I kind of loved it. And and you you know, so if you those of you who don't know. Um, and Mike, you can correct me after I finish this shit, Sure. but, uh, 
um, they had the bridal party come in and each one share a five second. So you're talking about one sentence, maybe two, if you're quick memory about the couple and something, it could be either loving about them. If you don't know them both, then the one you do know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, so every one of the bridal party came in guys and girls and said something great. And as they said it, they laid this rope or, uh, uh, sash or whatever, on their hands. So Mike and Erica had their hands clasped and they laid the rope on their hands in a certain kind of way. And I'm like, Oh, they're, they, they're not really tying it. What the fuck is going on? And, uh, so everyone goes through, they say their thing. And then at the end of it, Eddie said some cute shit. And then Mike and Erica pulled their hands away and grabbed the rope. And as they did, it tied all the ropes tied into a knot. And me who had never seen one before, I was like a 10 year old at a magic show. Like what the fuck? That was so cool. They did the thing. And my wife who'd seen one before is like, yeah, they calm down. God damn it. <laughs> this is normal. Yeah. That was, um, that was cool. So like, yeah, to give some context. So, I remember because I was looking up Scottish traditions that were like doable because there were some that I was like I'm not doing that shit. Um, just like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like I was like no. Um, the whole the whole prima nocta thing. Yeah, we're not doing that. Reenacting Braveheart. I was like no, we're good. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> but so I found that one. I was like oh this is kind of cute and I looked it up and one of the demonstration videos I watched the guy who it was just like a couple as models and he was doing it. And he's like, so if you're using this kind of material, you could do like this many uh, ropes on it. If you're using this kind of material, blah, blah, blah. And he kind of said, so the if, if I'm the pastor, the pastor could just do it. If, and he kind of gave some different options. He's like, when he's done, you could say something nice before you pull it. And so that's when with our planner, we're talking about what can we do so we're not sitting for however long, two minutes in silence. How can yeah. we put something on it? And we threw around a couple different ideas. And the original idea was that each person in the wedding party was going to have their own, they call them cords. Um, and we were like cords, cords, yeah. And I was like, "That's fourteen cords. That's gonna be way too fucking thick. It's not gonna work, <laughs> and it's gonna take forever." Um, so that's when we decided, like, okay, each corresponding couple in the bridal party, the, since the men are wearing suits, like they'll start with it. They'll put it on. They'll do the first loop because I think it's two loops total. Um, he'll, they'll do the first loop, share their five second memory. Then the bridesmaid will then take it, do the second loop, share their five second memory, and that way it kind of it kind of goes yeah. smoothly. Um, another happy accident. Oh, so cool. Yeah. So, even though it's really typical Ed Sheeran, perfect that song for some reason. Like Eric and I <laughs> just think of each other. I forgot how it happened. So she wanted that song, to, right? But she wanted that song to play under it. And I was like, I was kind of thinking like maybe you know some bagpipes, like some nice bagpipe music under it. And she's like, oh, whatever. Like, hmm. see what you can find. Yeah. And I was like, let's see what the internet has. YouTube, Ed Sheeran, perfect bagpipes. And bam, no. full list of all these people who did it. No, and I was like, "Oh, I fuck it!" I was like, "Sweet." And I... So she literally, we had the conversation, and she went to get ready for bed, and she came back, and I was like, "Hold on, stand over there," and think, and I played it, and within like thirty seconds, she's like, "Oh, it's fucking perfect!" Like, not no pun intended, <laughs> but she's like, "Oh, that's perfect!" Like, fucking yes, bagpipes, Ed Sheeran, perfect. Boom! And I downloaded it and I sent it to the DJ. I was like, "That's what we're doing." Um, love it. Not sure who I noticed, love it. but yeah. That's the, the that's the shit. No, but you guys noticed, and that's what was yeah. that's what it's all about. And it's like, oh, I love it. And then, I love that so the shit. actual knot during the rehearsal, we did it twice, and it was fucking off. It did not work either way. So that's why when we pulled Uh-oh. it at the ceremony and like it worked, I was like, oh fuck, good. <laughs> it's a sign. Yeah. And then the idea is, yeah. So now that knot, like we still have it, and you're supposed to like frame it or you, you keep it pretty much. It's like a symbol. Oh, cool. Yeah. 
Oh, I love it. That's so cool. So it works. So cool. Yeah. Good ceremony. And then they kissed and then they were married. Uh, everyone walked out and that was that. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. Reception. Pretty. Everyone just kind of did their own thing. Like they had a couple uh, yeah. local microbrews set up and it was great. Mm hmm. Because they just gave you beer. They just gave you beer. I walked up and they just gave me a beer. Yeah, that was kind of the theme where it was kind of like beer slash brewery themed. Because even the table, the table numbers weren't table numbers. They were like, we had tap handles and they were like breweries. Yeah, yeah. So like it was kind of themed that way. And then like, no clue. For... Oh, say, okay. Yeah, go on. I, I saw the tap handles on all the tables. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, he's making use of all that shit he has lying around his, his house. You know, he's just like, but, you know. And, of, of course, <laughs> she picked ones that were, were already mounted. So oh, I actually, no. So I actually okay. got worried for a second. Because, like, you go to a lot of weddings. Like, they'll say, like, take a ta- like take a, a centerpiece. Just take it. And I was like, oh, these people okay. better not take my fucking handles. Like, that's part of my collection. <laughs> and they didn't. We got them all back. It was fine. Is that why you littered the tables with hot sauce? Is like a take these instead kind of thing well so that was just because people we've talked about the wing competition that we do and yeah and so that was kind of a nod to that because that one in particular was like the best one I'm, i've ever made so she was like i already bought the really bottles good. yeah you have to make gallons of this and i was like oh god it's it. so good and i still have gallons. we uh, yeah i i tried the one that was at my spot my space i was like okay this is fucking good i i, I need is it and it's like oh we got two i'm like fucking sweet when we were leaving fast forward when we were leaving we grabbed like three or four of them as we were leaving. Cause like people like at, off of empty tables, but we we're yeah. like, they're not taking them. We're, we'll take them. No, this they left great. a bunch. Um, Erica took a bunch to her coworkers uh, a couple days later. Like they left a bunch and I still have like two containers in my fucking fridge. Oh my God. Like ship them to me. Cause like we're I, making well, tacos tomorrow and we're making tom- tacos tomorrow. I'm going to use all of it. It's going to be so good. Yeah, I'll, I'll ship it to you. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the breweries, uh, I think I may have mentioned it in the past. Um, when my father died in 2017, no clue. I have a good relationship with them and my dad's favorite style is Hefeweizen. So when he died, they started making that beer strictly for the restaurant, for the bar. Yeah. And um, so that's what it's like. Okay. It's like a mem- instead of a memorial table, it's a memorial beer. Yeah. That was kind of the idea. Yeah. So then they had their Smog City came out. They didn't really have a memorial beer, but they still came out. And then Hop Secret is another brewery where I'm really tight with them. They didn't yeah. make the beer for him, but they had a peanut butter stout. And then um, did, I might, did you ever meet Jesse? I forgot. Um, I, I might've met him at the wedding. I don't know if I, no, no, he, he's, he's dead. Um, Oh, Jesse, Jesse, your friend, Jesse. No, 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 yeah. no, no. I never met him. I never met him, but no, they had the peanut butter. Yeah. So right. his favorite style of beer was peanut butter stout and they had one. That's right. So they did have That's one right. there. Theirs was called tongue butter. But so, because we didn't have time for them to brew something specific, we just kind of picked that one and we're like, that'll be the memorial beer for Jesse. Cause that's his favorite oh. style. So that was kind of a so good pick. Cool. Um, and then they that renamed, so cool. yeah, they renamed it, uh, we renamed it J bone butter. Cause that was his nickname. So oh my God. So instead of a memorial I'm table, it was gonna, memorial beers. I'm going to cry. That was like the sweetest thing. Yeah. It's but. better than a memorial table. That's, that's the way we looked at it. Way better. Everyone was just drinking them in. It was great. Yeah. But so I know. I think my wife had the peanut butter and it was, she really liked it. So, and I, I had about three or four of the <laughs> Glenny, the elders. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. That elder went, that elder went pretty quick. We didn't, Kick the stone cat went. stone stone was there with a pilsner i had some of that too. that was that smog was really city good. they had a stone oh smog they city. had a stone jockey because that's their distributor but it was smog city gotcha okay mm-hmm. that asshole he was like hey stone you want a pilsner i'm like all right <laughs> trying to get rid of it trying to get rid of it <laughs> um 
No, uh, so it was no, fun the, the table, the table my wife and I were at, my wife and I were at, was really cool. I sat next to Matt, who I haven't seen in fucking forever. I got seen to forever. catch up with that. That was so cool chatting with him and his wife. Um, probably, Eddie, probably the one of the nicest guys in the my, world too, Matt. Seriously, one of the nicest guys, and like he could be telling you how much he hates you, but he'll do like so nicely. It's great. Um, but yep. Eddie was at our table, and truly, you don't sit at your table. You go around and talk to everybody. It was great. Yeah. Um, oh, Mike and Erica had this cool 360 uh, uh, light thing that revolved around you and took your picture or some shit. Uh, so I had to, I did it. I had to fight for that. <laughs> you had to fight for that. Not, not. So it was at first it was because like a bartender of mine did a private event and on her Instagram I saw that and I was like, that's pretty fucking cool. And I was like, that's pretty fucking cool. And so I brought it up to her and I showed her and she's like, that is pretty cool. And so we looked up lit up and it was without giving, giving numbers out. A little more expensive than your typical photo booth. Oh, and so okay. she was like, "I'm not sure if it's worth it." And I was like, "But it, it's cool and it's different, and I think people would have fun yeah. doing it." And then, um, much to my, what's the opposite of dismay? Surprise! Uh, she sure. she went and just booked it. Um, oh, cool. So I was like, "Oh," because at one point we were like planning the layout, and she's like, "So where are we putting the 360 booth?" And I was like, "The what now?" And she was like the 360 booth. Where are we putting it? I already put the like. I already booked it. And I was like, oh shit! And so, oh, how cool! I think she likes you, bro. I I hope she does. Or else um, she spent a lot of money for nothing. <laughs> there was some uh, there were some good speeches. Uh, I loved your sisters. They did like a tandem speech. Yeah. Uh, Mike's Mike's two sisters went up, and at first, because I couldn't where I was sitting, I couldn't see them. Yeah. So we, all we I could do was And. I did not know. It wasn't until like a minute into it that I realized it was actually two people talking, going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it was, so that was awesome. Like, so Mike's sisters were going back and forth talking about you and Erica, and it was really good. Danny did get a, made a great speech too. And yeah. oh, it was just really good. Really good. Everyone, everyone really loves you too. Yeah. It went, it, what, what I liked about it, and, and this is um, my own pet peeve going, going to weddings, even not my own wedding, just weddings, even as a groomsman. And there's certain things that always fucking annoyed me. Like one, sure. granted, I guess people still did it. At the grand entrances, when the groomsmen and the bridesmaids have to do these silly fucking dances. Yeah. I, as a groomsman, that's always been super cringy to me. I'm always like, what do I fucking do? So I remember I was telling some of the guys, like, oh, by the way, like you guys don't have to do that. And they're like, well, our bridesmaids already made us, so. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I was like, well, you don't have to, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> um, so I... I walked in with Eddie and Kevin, the, the flower, flower man. <clears throat> and, uh, we decided we're just going to walk in. We're going to toast the audience and walk out. So we, we Perfect. avoided all that shit. Perfect. So, yeah. <laughs> but so they're, they're like that. And then one thing I've always hated previously in other uh, ceremonies is like when the groom and, or the groomsmen are like forced to dance and you could tell they don't really want to dance. And so they look like, uh, what? Yeah, yeah, I, I oh, know what you're talking about. Sorry, our, our Zoom connection, I think, kind of skipped. Um, oh, sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think it was Corey's wedding that he, granted, Corey was having a good time, but like he was going out there and dancing. And I'm not sure if he wanted to, but like you could tell it was like white boy, like not really comfortable dancing. And I was like, he, he doesn't look like he's having fun at this point. So what was nice about <laughs> this was that there was no there was no pressure like that on me. Like we did the opening dance. Um, yeah. We had the group shot and then we did the opening dance. I danced with her then. And then from there, it was just like, I just went out and started socializing, having, just talking to people, chilling, drinking. 
And then yeah. her one request was the last the last song of the night, you have to dance with me. And I was like, that's fine. Deal. Yeah. Deal. Um and yeah, so like that it so that as small as small as it is, like it was nice that like it wasn't like, Come on, Mike, go dance, it's your wedding. It's like I just was chilling and hanging out. You it was your day. You did your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um it is funny. There was mo- one moment during the dance. This was great. If you ever go to a wedding, try to go to a wedding where there's a lot of theater people. Just do it, or or yeah. just a few theater people. Just do it once in your life. You owe it to yourself because at one point during the night, the DJ played um, a I don't know the name of the song, but it was a swing dance style, you know, oldies swing dance style kind of kind of song. And everyone's like out on the stage and like everyone, most of them, I'm saying most of everyone was like modern kind of like, oh, this is cool. The old edgy, you know, swing dance kind of song, but peppered throughout the crowd are these random theater couples that are doing perfect mm-hmm. swing dance to this fucking song. And, and Matt, the guy I was sat, sat with and his wife uh, were doing just this great swing dance. I'm sure they were killing song. it. It was, yeah. They were killing it. Eddie had it down. I think. Um, I think I saw your one of your sisters dancing pretty good mm-hmm. at it too. Um, so there was a few like there that was just nailing the swing dance. It was pretty great. It was pretty great. No, yeah, um, that's definitely a theater thing. One thing I don't know for sure because <laughs> I feel like I would have heard it and gotten angry. Did he play Bohemian Rhapsody? I did not hear it. If he did, I did not hear it. It might have been an after party. It was just now, I was like, I don't remember ever hearing it, and I don't think I put it on the no playlist. I would have, but I didn't. You would have. And so, but he never played it. Makes sense. I mean, you don't really just play it, but I remember at one point, I was like, oh, good. I didn't hear that song tonight. Not to point fingers, but if anyone did, Lauren would have been the one to request it. Probably. (laughs) Yeah, it was funny, because, so, me and my wife... We're on East Coast time. We had to fly out at six the next morning, which means we had to be at the airport early. So the whole day we're like, oh man, we are not looking forward to Sunday because we're going to be there until they're done. Like we're going to, I'm like so excited. I'm going to have a great time and I'm not going to think about Sunday. I'm just, it's going to be all about Saturday. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, dude, you're going to be miserable. You can't help but think about it. You can't help but think about it. Right. So we're like, okay, the party's going to be going until 1 a.m. It's going to be fucking lit and we're going to just hate ourselves Sunday, whatever. Well, Saturday night at the wedding, right around 10 p.m. or so, everyone's kind of like, all right, uh, I think we're going home. <laughs> yeah, so the idea the idea was at 10 p.m. we close outside. That way there's not noise in the neighbors, blah, 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 blah. We close outside, yeah. and then there's a quote-unquote after party inside, and that way okay. the, the crew can, can clean up outside while we're inside. And so we thought that at 10 p.m., all the family members, the, the parents, the aunts, the uncles, the old folk... Uh-huh. Would go yeah. home, and then it's like those of us in our 30s and 20s kind of partying. <laughs> and as you just said, what ended up happening, I want to say like by 10, 30, or 11, there was maybe like 20 people in there. And it was like, <laughs> everyone just fucking left. It was like, oh, okay. I was like, had a great time, love it, and uh, I think I'm going to go to bed. That sounds great. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> I remember thinking, I was like, oh, like here, we, I genuinely thought like people were going to stay, like the, when I say younger, like the 30s and the 20s. We're gonna stay till like eleven, eleven yeah. thirty, and then at twelve o'clock we had planned to close. And I think it was like eleven forty-five, yeah. like the last shuttle was leaving, and there was only like three people there, and I was like, oh, "Wow, okay, all right." Do you think that's because like at around it, like when you're in your twenties, there's that fear of missing out. Like you stayed out. Like mm-hmm. I know I definitely stayed out much longer than I should have because I just didn't want to miss anything. I wanted to be a part of it. And then now I'm at that age where I'm like, I think I've seen everything. I think I'm good. Like, uh, I know sense. that nothing but 
nothing but you know shit i've seen before i'm just gonna regret it if i just stay out so i'm gonna go home kind of <laughs> that makes sense i guess in my and i'm not mad about it but i guess in my head it was gonna be more like the reception was kind of the formal thing even though our reception was not very formal like everyone was relaxed having a good time uh drinking but i, I felt like the after party was kind of like where there's no more rules anymore now you can loosen your tie yeah. and now you can do that and so like i said i wasn't mad about it but like yeah everyone pretty much was like oh it's over and just like kind of dipped <laughs> um <laughs> and so yeah i think it was like 11 11 30 i was like oh everyone literally just fucking left <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck you then i don't care whatever and then like so one of the guys that was there he's like i'll buy you a beer because at that point like nothing was on our tab anymore and i just remember yeah. i was like i'm gonna take advantage of this and there was a beer like a canned beer that um it wasn't it didn't go bad but it was like kind of starting to like it it was been on the shelf for a while and i was like oh, i'll just i'll uh-huh. i'll contribute to the bar and start clearing this out <laughs> so i just had like three of those kind of move it on Next. the shelf yeah 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 um no it, it was uh, everyone i was very uh humbled a lot of people did say like really good time blast like yeah the ceremony was very unique and fun um the, time. the the vow thing got very good feedback um nice which yeah. then in my ego i, I was like good <laughs> So one one of your sisters I had met a few times. Like one was at the Wings competition, mm-hmm. and I'd like chatted with her for a bit. Your other sister, I actually introduced myself, and she's like, "Yeah, no, we've met before." And I was like, "Really? When did we meet?" And you know, like, so your other sister, I had not met before. Well, that night we actually got to chat like quite a bit, and I got to let I got to get to know her, and she's like awesome. She's awesome, and God, she loves you. It's like gross. <laughs> I hope they do. Jeez. <laughs> Um, it was really cool. It was really cool. So getting to connect with a lot of people. Yeah. But. Um, no, but I, I thought the vibe was cool. Like I said, I, I wasn't pressured into doing anything. I kind of got yelled at cause I was late to toast. Um, <laughs> but no, like there was one point where I was sitting at, um, I think it was actually Jeremy's table that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I was sitting with him. Uh, this guy, DJ, we know I've mentioned him before. He's like an improv guy and this guy, Will, who doesn't know. Oh, he was there. I yeah, didn't DJ was him. there. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Oh, that was my opportunity. Okay. But so I sat down at their table. So I put this guy, Will, who I know, um, which Will was one of the few people who came in literally not knowing anyone but me and Erica. Um, yeah. But he's taking acting classes just for fun, for his own enjoyment. And so I sat him with Jeremy and DJ and we sat there and we were having a conversation. Like, it's my fucking wedding. I should be celebrating, but we're having a conversation. Like, I'm connecting Will to DJ. Like, hey, he acts. Like, <laughs> so we're sitting there just like, talking about fucking acting in theater and shit. And, um, Network, but it was but it was it was fun though. Like that's what I wanted. Where I could just go around and chat with people, not like, oh hi, thanks for yeah. coming, bye. And like it was, yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I didn't know that you had met that that Jeremy had worked on a uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I remember when I I yeah. during the cocktail hour before the reception, I was I turned to my wife. I'm like, oh, I got to introduce you to Jeremy. He's one of those local guys, local community guys that is. Just, too damn talented for his own good just way too talented he's like some of the best acting i've ever seen from jeremy and so i go over and introduce him and talk to him and he's like yeah i did one one flew over the cuckoo's nest I'm like oh shit mike talks about that how the guy broke a bottle on stage and they just like cleaned it up and went with it and he's like oh yeah 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 and so mm-hmm. uh your your little uh anecdote of uh it was <laughs> like confirmed broke the ice i didn't make it up. it broke the ice it was pretty cool yeah, so yeah. jeremy so that was jeremy was my understudy was cool in cuckoo's him. nest yeah yeah, that was cool seeing him. He's he's a good guy. No, yeah, like I said that one uh, the week before. He was great. Um, yeah, but that yeah, was, that was the thing. Anything else? 
So, so on one to next... five, what would you give the wedding on Yelp? Um, uh, I'd give it a five. I'd, I'd truly give it a five. I had a great time. No, nothing bad to say. The food was good. Food was the drinks good. were great. It, company was awesome. The seating, the arrangement, everything. The ceremony was good. Um, yeah, and the, the ceremony was good. The reception was better, and that's how it should be. Like, yeah. you know, Keep everyone's climbing. like here for the ceremony. Yeah. Like. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Let's get to the marriage thing. I mean, that's, I'm sure, what was going through your mind, right? It's like, let's get through this. I want to be married. Yeah, well, that, that's what, going up to it, and even the day of, I kind of channeled it in that whole, like, whatever happens, happens. Because in the back yeah. of my head, as I said in the previous podcast, I've said this before. This is a true story. <laughs> true um, story. <laughs> I've been with her for 10 years. We've lived together for five to six years, I think. Um, so, really, it, that kind of just settled in. I was like, and don't get me wrong, and she doesn't watch this, so I'm not going to get in trouble. Uh, but, but there was a point, I think it was maybe at the rehearsal, where I did kind of think, none of this shit really matters. <laughs> but like, in a, in a good, but like, so, but I was like, so why am I going to stress about it anymore? Because I was very stressed the last couple of months because of reasons. Sure. And there, I think that's what settled in with me on the rehearsal thing, the whole I'm in San Diego thing, was just, none of this shit matters. Do you stress about it the same way you stress about like a wings competition or a friends giving or something in that in the big picture, it doesn't matter, but because it's an event and you want it to go great. Do you think that's part of it? Maybe like the wings things and like a friends giving thing. It's, it's all, there's no consequences. Um, okay. Whereas I think okay. in a, um, and, and not that you and, and your lady would have been different, but like you guys weren't together nearly as long as Eric and I. And so right. I feel like your wedding felt more consequential. In a sense, not that if something went wrong, you'd get immediately divorced, but it is more, con you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it feels yeah, heavier yeah. Um, because it's sooner. And even um, right. one of my oh, sisters, yeah, her, her wedding was like that because they had only dated for like nine months when he proposed and they're still together and everything. But right. So the fact, I think that's what settled in on me during the rehearsal was I've been with her for 10 years. We've lived together for five plus years. Everything at this wedding can go fucking wrong. And I'm just going to yeah. laugh at it because it doesn't matter. We've already faced all the challenges, exactly, like, or most of the challenges that most married couples go through. So and, whatever, yeah. And what are we what are we really getting ready? And for? I think that's what settled in. So hypothetically, if her mom's dress caught on fire, okay, we would have over padded it out. All right, everybody, we're good. Back on track. If whatever would have happened, that's I think that's what settled in was like. I'm just gonna laugh when things go wrong because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like we're we're part so, of me. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. Part of me wishes the dress caught on fire because that'd be pretty awesome. I mean, it would have been a story, <laughs> it, and I like exactly. I like having the stories. Um, yeah. And so I think that's what was kind of funny. Um, like I said, going planning a big event is stressful, um, yeah. especially with just our, working out all the details. But I think that was I'm repeating yeah. myself. But that moment I realized none of the shit matters. Right. Because at the end of the day, right? Yeah. We're still going to be together. We're still going to live together. Yeah. Like minus we're something, gonna sign the, we're gonna sign the damn papers. There's yeah. the witness. There's and the that's like done. minus something catastrophic happening. Like I punch her dad out or something. Like nothing's gonna change. <laughs> and I didn't do that. Oh, her dad's speech was so sweet though. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So no, that, that's kind of I think my attitude going into it. I, I don't think I found the words till right now. Was pretty much like, I'm just gonna laugh. This doesn't matter. And I think in a good way. It doesn't in a good, matter. In a good, but way. In a good in way. In a good way. And I remember. Yeah. I remember. Uh, there was two professors, um, one I kind of knew, one I didn't, talking about like community theater and college theater. One hmm. of them, this is at Chafee when I was young, 
he was a professor at Chafee just cameoing in Greece as like the, uh, was it Fontaine, the, the DJ guy who comes and he kind of like preys on Marty? I, I think so. Anyway, he's just a, a professor who cameoed. And I remember in the dressing room, I still remember this shit. He was just dressing up. He's not getting paid for it. He's just like having fun. He's not even a fucking yeah. actor, you know? Um, and he just like puts his shit on. Or I think he acted when he was younger. But anyway, and I just still remember he's like, if I was your age, I'd live for this shit. And he walked out. <laughs> and I remember as a 19-year-old, it just hit me like, fuck yeah. Like, is all this, the theater drama. I was just like, yeah. Like, why? That's. That's amazing. Like that's a, that's such a it all a just solid fizzles away. Point, yeah. And another professor when I, I went to UNLV, I didn't really like this guy, but he had a lot of gems. And one gem he had, and I think this applies to the wedding, uh, and, and in addition to the other one. But I think he said he's like a lot of people at this university and other universities, they treat each play like it's Broadway, as if they're going to be remembered for it for years to come, oh, not realizing yeah. that once they leave this school. Most people are going to forget about it and never talk yeah. about them again. Yeah, and, and he yeah. and he said, and that's a a, a good thing for you because you shouldn't stress so much. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and so uh, that that kind of mindset going into the wedding, I think, is kind of granted. People are hopefully still going to remember us and all that shit. But um, going into it, it was just kind of like this doesn't matter. That was the point he made. Like, this it, doesn't matter. We're going to be together. Like it's fine, and that's where it's a great way. It's yeah. a great way of like letting go of anything bad that might happen, mm-hmm. but hanging on to all the good that is going to happen. Exactly, kind of thing. Exactly. And I think a lot of young young people when they get married, they expect it like I'm going to have a perfect life now that I'm married. So my wedding is going to be perfect to reflect that. It perfect needs life to be. I'm have. It needs to be. Yeah. It needs to be. So they look for the things that go wrong, whereas people who get married later in life who have just a little bit more wisdom and be like, you know what? The good's already set. The future's already certain. Yeah. Any bad that happens is just, you know, whatever. It, it happens. Yeah. And then, um, so th- an example of that, and actually this is one of my favorite fucking wedding stories. Did you get to meet Carmen and Matt? Uh, not sure. No, they were just, know. they were just guests. They weren't in the party or anything, but, um, I met a Matt. He was next to me sitting at my table. <laughs> of Matt. course. Yeah. No, but so Carmen and Matt, uh, Danny and I went to their wedding. Unfortunately, Eric at the time, uh, she didn't, because of confusion, she didn't go, but um, we went, and it was at a community center. Like, a lot of people have their uh, weddings at community centers, and um, it was just after the ceremony. We were getting, like, we were sitting down. I think they might have been taking photos. I forgot what happened. But someone in the community center elsewhere pulled a fire, a fire alarm. No. So, code, you have, you have to leave the building. A fire truck has to come. They have to uh. clear it. So, Carmen is one of the coolest fucking people you'll ever meet. Uh, if she's watching this or listening... I said it out loud. We've all said it behind your back. We would never say it to your face, Carmen. Uh, <laughs> I heard it. And so I still remember, like, if my that would have happened to my sister, she would have lost her shit. Um, my sister was a bridezilla, <laughs> and a lot of brides would have. <laughs> what what ha- ends up happening is so we all have to clear out. Some people snuck a couple beers in their pockets. So Carmen is just kind of like, all right, well we're outside now. So the fire truck pulls up, and Carmen's like, oh hey, her husband Matt, come here. And they start taking their wedding photos in front of the fucking fire truck. Oh, I love but it. But Carmen was just going with it. She was like, whatever. And so they start taking the photos. And so then a couple months later, uh, they have a barbecue. So we go over to their house for a barbecue. And that's the photos they have over their fireplace. I love it. Yeah. And I was just like, that's fucking cool. And she's like, yeah, like you just have to. That's her attitude. She's like, you have to just roll with it. What am I going to do? Fucking flip out? Get pissed off? You have to make. 
you have to make lemonade, man. Yeah, you and make so lemonade. It was just great. And I, I still tell that story to the day. And I think I tried to just go in with that attitude of like, whatever happens, happens. Just go with it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's the coolest thing ever. Oh. All right. Well, oh my God, we're over two hours. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> close. But so we'll just end it on that story. That's a good story. And uh, yes, very, very yeah. happy you, you came out with your lady um, for the weekend. It was so awesome. Mm-hmm. I wish we could do it every weekend. Yeah, that's right. a lie. I don't wish I could do that every weekend. Not the flight, at that least. A, yeah. No, the Monday, the next Monday was fun. The the. <laughs> uh, I was telling my. I don't know if I mentioned it, but I'm, I was on East coast time and I was waking up at 6am every day. So in California, I woke up at 3am ready to go, like let's ah. go to work and uh, it was fun. But yeah, anyway, no, but it was so much fun. It was so much, we, we were flying home, like bummed out. We were legitimately bummed out. Like, cause that was, it was just a great time. We loved everyone. Everyone was just happy. And yeah, it was a great time. Very, very less than fortunate. Yeah. And on that note, all right. Hey, unless you have a question, have a, have a good week, everybody. Yes, everyone. Hopefully this wasn't too long. Hopefully you enjoyed reliving it with us. Uh, and happy Thanksgiving. And happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. If we don't see you. All right. Bye. <laughs> see you later.